From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome to We Should Start a Band, a podcast where we're not experts, just highly opinionated. I'm Heritage Avocado Toast, and I'm joined by... Cold Brew Kombucha and Retro Denim Jacket. Today, we'll be rewinding the VHS copies of our favorite holiday movies. Spoiler alert, most of them predate the mythical technology of Blu-ray and DVDs. But we do have a few recent offerings to discuss as well. Let's push play. (laughs) (laughs) I improvised that. (laughs) It wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. Oh, how much would it suck if we pushed play and it turned out they hadn't rewound the video? Oh. That was always the worst, because then you had to stop what you were doing, put the VHS in the speed rewinder, or just use the regular, still reasonable, but not speed rewinder. If you had the speed rewinder. Who didn't have a speed rewinder? I didn't. What? Not all of us grew up in, like, super uh, VHS tech houses. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, getting a DVD player was... I think my dad still has a TV, actually, with a built-in VHS player. I think he still has one that's in use. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I think we should probably kick it off. Uh, We've alluded to this in a previous podcast. I forget which one. Uh, But we probably should set some kind of definition for what we consider to be a holiday film. Because it's, it's no secret that there's a certain film out there that causes quite a bit of consternation, not just within the hipster community, the hipster household, but I think... She's got her fight face on. (laughs) For moviegoers everywhere. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll, I'll go first before we get to said movie. Uh, Similar to my Halloween films list, uh, I would contend that to qualify as a Christmas movie, it has to be either about Christmas or the key tenets that come with Christmas, love, friendship, giving, etc. Uh, not simply that it takes place in the last weeks of December or early Jan. But you said for Halloween that if it occurred on Halloween, then it was okay. Yeah, that's true. I think you'll find if you listen to the recording... <laughs> I then expanded on it to have the same definition as I have for Christmas. No, but you're going against what your initial saying was. If you're going to posit that Halloween movies must occur on Halloween or have Halloween in it, then you need to... Pause pause the recording. Go listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) because you are correct i did state that initially and then that became apparent that that's not actually what i was going for and then i clarified it to be the same as what i'm saying for christmas you shot down so many halloween movies because they were not on halloween because they're movies that take place at halloween or they're halloween like ish or but they're not really halloween films but they come on at halloween that was it or not an and or yeah your search terms are now getting a bit uh, a bit squiffy in your Excel sheet there. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, it's very consistent. <laughs> I said there were two categories of Halloween films. Films about Halloween and films that appear at Halloween. There's two categories of Halloween. And we, ex- we said that those would both be Halloween films. Yes. Then there's two categories for Christmas. Oh, but that's... No, because Christmas has a way bigger <laughs> genre. The Halloween as a genre of films is quite narrow. 
narrower than Thanksgiving. But Christmas is huge, which is why we really have to be finicky here. Sir. Also, how how do we determine the tenets of Christmas? I mean, <laughs> really. Must have Christmas past, present, and future. Does Christmas mean insulting Alan Rickman and explosions to you? If that's not commonly found at your Christmas celebrations, it's probably not within the definition. Uh, what kind of Christmasy? Well, we used to always get Nerf guns and shoot each other. Yeah, what kind of Christmas are you having? That was a big part of Christmas. That's very different than murdering henchmen. I mean, let's be honest, Christmas time. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to implicate myself on air. <laughs> Christmas time is if somebody makes it through. Yep. <laughs> it's been annoying you. It's a miracle. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you're going to have consistency, you need to have I mean, you need to have consistency across holidays. You can't say this is a Halloween film and this is a Christmas film. You need to They're the same definition. Okay. How about this? How about this? Besides Besides, I know, let, let's just, let's just, everybody knows which film we're fighting about here. We've brought it up in other podcasts and it's the same film everybody yes. fights about at this time of year. Yeah. It's Die Hard. So as we know that it is on Retro yes, Denim is. Jackets Christmas list, how about you give reason why besides it just taking place? I think Christmas is an integral part of the film. Like, it takes place at Christmas, but it wouldn't take place at any other time of year. He's estranged from his wife and he's a cop. You think he gets time off to go do things like go visit his estranged wife and children? No, that's holiday specific. So if there was a Law & Order episode where the murder occurs in late December, so the shots have snow in New York... They've mm-hmm. got Christmas trees and snowmen. Would you consider that the Law and Order Christmas special? To be honest, actually, that is usually what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually one episode in the snow. It's just an episode of Law and Order <laughs> that happens to be shot at that time of year. Do they do a secret Santa? <laughs> is there a secret oh, Santa that's involved? probably the villain. The whole deal is that she's at a Christmas party. Now, could it take place at, say, somebody's holiday, like somebody's retirement party or birthday party or like the summer barbecue? I still don't think he'd get the time off to go visit his wife who he's not with anymore if it was a holiday barbecue. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a whole nother issue. (laughs) Yeah, Die Hard is actually an expose on workers' (laughs) rights in America. Oh, I was thinking stalkerish exes. I think it's an expose on both. What you do with your time off is yours. (laughs) I think if it didn't take place at Christmas, you'd miss some of the classic one-liners. And what is it, a t-shirt where he writes ho, ho, ho or something on it? Mm -hmm. Um, You would miss those kind of puns. But Mm -hmm. this, this is going straight back to the Halloween episode. This is a film that comes on the air at Christmas, so it's category B. It is a film that you will see at Christmas time, but it is not, in my opinion, a Christmas movie. I have heard a lot of people make the arguments that Retro Denim Jacket is making, so clearly it resonates with a lot of people from a Christmas standpoint. That's just because they haven't thought it through. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, listeners, I just got the the beans on the video. That was a... (laughs) That was, that was not a child-friendly gesture. 
but we're still child friendly because we didn't record the the, the video. <laughs> this is why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to mark the podcast as explicit. <laughs> I worked on that. To be fair, retro denim jacket is the only one of the three of us wearing plaid this evening. So no, cold brew kombucha has plaid pants. Oh my gosh, you're right. I do. So uh, you're right. But well, I'm and mine are yeah. even uh, Christmas themed. I'm. I I also have plaid pants, so this this didn't work out so well. I was gonna say yours are plaid pants. <laughs> I was trying to say you had more hipster cred than us this evening. <laughs> I mean, I am wearing a shacket, and it is oh no, don't say flannel. it. No, the ads <laughs> finally went away. Sweet mercy. <laughs> I think as long as you don't say it, you'll be safe. But anyway, yeah, I think I think I it's am... safe to say that the diehard issue will not go away. There will be people on, on both sides um, of the camp. So it won't. It won't die hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will die hard. <laughs> Since we're here, uh, why don't why don't you explain to us what you like about Die Hard and, and why why it resonates so much for you, especially at uh, the winter period? I mean, it's just kind of one of my favorite movies, anyways. I love a good action flick, and just like what it represents for his career as like a change from a romantic lead into action, and it's just it's written well, the acting's good. I just it's one of my favorite films. I would say it makes my top 10. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty it's pretty high. I know. The sequels do not make my top 10, <laughs> but the original does. That's the case with many, many film series, isn't it, though? Sequels rarely do. Yeah, it really is. I think Lord of the Rings is maybe the only one in my mind that, that doesn't really fall away, but that's kind of cheating because they were filmed as one thing. Yeah. Even the, the original three Star Wars, which I think is another good trilogy. I mean, the three we talk about. Yes, the three we talk about. The OG. Mm. There, there are no others. Because <laughs> that one, I do, <laughs> I do prefer Empire Strikes Back. So really, yeah, for me. Oh, intriguing. My question is: Are we once again having two categories for Christmas? Hmm. No, I think we just talk about our favorite Christmas films. We just wanted right. to have the discussion about the definition. I was going to say, looking at the li- <laughs> looking at the rest of the list, I don't think we really need to. We we. Enjoy a good amount of cheese. Yes. Yeah. I'm just here for the cheese, honestly. Well, I don't know. Someone's put the others on the list, and I don't know if they mean the film The Others, or they mean the rest of the film. Oh, sorry. Um, It's part of... No, no. First one, not the others. I know what she means. Yeah. Oh. What she's saying is that in this particular instance, the sequels suck butt. Yes. Accurate. Oh, see, because it comes up on my, at least on my phone, it comes up as its own line. <laughs> it it and does. I, was, I didn't know if you meant the movie The Others. <laughs> the Others neither takes place at Christmas, nor does it have the tenants of Christmas. Yeah, I think that's a clean, that's a clean no. However, The Santa Claus, fantastic film. Yes. Yep. Surprisingly Tonality underrated, I feel like. Fantastic. Such a good film. But But I agree with you that the sequels... Are are just poor imitations, and it just went on so long. Yeah, they were trying to wring every dollar out of that that they could. How many were there? Four, five. Research department will. If only we had a department. We're working on funding them with our hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag shameless merch plug. <laughs> Yes, research department hoodies are on their way. No, the gag should be that they never actually get there, because the budget never gets signed <laughs> off. 
<laughs> There's at least three. 1994 is the original. Mm. 2000. No, wait. Yes. Uh, 2002 is the second, and then 2006 is the third, which I th- I think that's Martin Short. Yep. Jack Frost. I haven't seen the third one. Yeah, not worth it. Not worth your time. I generally like Tim Allen's films, though. Mm-hmm. Home Improvement, not so much, honestly. Uh, I didn't think he was the strongest character on that show. Yeah. But um, Galaxy Quest is amazing. Not Christmas, but... Oh, yeah. Galaxy Quest. Incredible movie. And another one with Alan Rickman. So we've got two for Mr. Rickman so far. Alan Rickman is also... Yep. I mean, anything with him is usually a win. I 100% agree with that. I can't think of an Alan Rickman film I don't enjoy, apart from We'll Come to Love, actually. But it's just a personal thing. I, I don't like the film. But I know many people do. I guess that's the only one. And I don't think it's his fault, though. He's not the reason I don't like the movie. That's a big Christmas one. So mm-hmm. that especially gets played over here. But I, I would not list it in my top favorite Christmas movies. Oh, no. 100% not. There are good stories within it. I mean, I like anything that's sort of an ensemble cast with multiple storylines going. There are good stories. And then there are ones that is just I wouldn't sit down and watch again. And unfortunately, I don't think the good storylines outweigh the bad ones Mm -hmm. and i know based on our list and we've said this that we are here for the cheese but i'm not here for the uncomfortable moments which i feel like (laughs) is a very fine line and so many people don't see it i think we discussed this before the not liking anything embarrassing like feeling embarrassed for somebody and that is a movie that i do yep. feel heavily embarrassed yeah. for a lot of the characters very uncomfortable should we hit up the cheesiest of them all i was gonna say um, what is the cheesiest on here i want to go i want to say muppets uh you think muppets is the cheesiest over national lampoon's uh christmas vacation yeah that's that's the two those are the two that are no surely surely the cheesiest has got to be one of the hallmark films oh yeah Oh, that's true. Like the I- the ice sculptor one, which is a good film, but man, Christmas Prince. What was what were our friends watching the other day? They decided to kick off their Christmas watching. The Princess Switch, I think. Since we entered into December, yeah, they were watching the Princess Switch. Oh, that's a good. That's a classic. I actually, uh, we it's so beloved. We bought it on DVD. It's called The Nine Lives of Christmas. <laughs> oh wow um and they get together because of their cats spoiler alert wow <laughs> yeah spoiler alert he's a fireman she's a studying to become a vet and their cats bring them together <laughs> <laughs> and we found out that it has a sequel which was flooring to me because i have never seen hallmark break a couple up before wait they broke them up? They broke them up? Because normally when Hallmark does a sequel, they just add a kid or a, a wedding with, you know, awkward in-laws. Mm-hmm. No, it's a breakup. <gasps> Do they get back together? Yeah, kittens this time. Finding homes for kittens. Oh, for crying out loud. It's the nine kittens of Christmas. Okay, so kind of a baby. I think this is winning in the Francis. cheese department. It is full cheese. <laughs> is it beating out night before Christmas? Uh, spelled K I or K N. I don't know if I've seen that one. That's a good one. Oh, it's it's time travel 
it's like a knight from King Arthur days comes forward in time and they think he's just some guy that hit his head and now he's like delusional, but yeah. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to go watch right after this. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Yeah, actually, it's very good. Yeah. Yes. It's so cheesy. One of the things, so, okay, I do say that I don't like embarrassing stuff, but there is something about the Hallmark cheese that you should be embarrassed by, and yet I just love so much. Yeah. But they are really good at skating that line. However, they're like, they do have ones that cross it, but they are very good at staying just this side of cheese and not awkward. Oh yeah, we've, we've definitely seen some that would never make a top 10 list unless 100%. it was like top 10 worst <laughs> Christmas movies. Accurate. But the acting's terrible, the writing is terrible, the, everything about it is terrible, and you just think, how did this even get greenlit? <laughs> And then you remember Hallmark. Yeah, they just regurgitate the same plot, the same casting style, the same acting style, dialogue, and they, they just change one or two variables. I mean, if it doesn't have Lacey Chabert, is it a Hallmark movie? Well, is it if it has Vanessa Hudgens? She is Netflix, right? Is she Netflix? Because the, the Christmas Prince is Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. And I think Princess Switch is Netflix, actually. But yep. Netflix, yep. Um, oh. Hallmark shows up on Netflix. It does. It does. So most of them, I think, but are Hallmark I'm movies. Now, I remember back when Hallmark was still easing into the cheese. Mm -hmm. And... Some of those movies were less of the like cheesy, embarrassing, but still a good amount of cheesy. But uh, I'm trying to think of the one off the top of my head that I can, oh my God, I can see the people in it. Hold on. Yeah. My issue is the ones where it's like someone is someone famous and they're like trying to bump into them for an interview, which is a classic Hallmark storyline, but is just one of those storylines that makes me feel uncomfortable. It's just a little too stalkery for me. Yeah. It's one of the only Hallmark tropes that I very much do not enjoy. Here we go. Oh, wait. There's also a whole bunch of Christmas films with um, the actress who plays uh, Winnie on... Oh, gosh, I forgot the name of the show. With Fred Savage. Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. This one, mm, yeah. the one that I was thinking of, um, sort of the early Hallmark style, is uh, Christmas in My Hometown. It was also called A Holiday oh, for Love. Yes, they changed the name, and my mom was in fact watching this the other day because Cold Brew Kombucha's mom has it on DVD and reminded it, her of it, and it is free on Amazon Prime right now. Is it? I might have to go in there and watch that. It is so cheesy. It is. It is hilariously 100%. cheesy, and it is that classic big corporate coming in and the home the the small town having to teach the corporate guy to you know love again um and accept <laughs> christmas into his heart while also getting a wife stepdaughter and his father back i mean it just it's that is it's it's so much it's definitely something <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something. Uh, now, I'm pretty sure the main reason my mother watches it is because Tim Matheson is in it, and she thinks that he is exceptionally attractive. He, I, I, I'll give it to him. He's cute. Yeah, those He's eyes. Cute. He's got good eyes. Especially young Tim Matheson, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. this is, because this is an older Because it's, it's 1996? Yep. Yeah. Who? Tim Matheson. He's 73, apparently. Wow. And he still looks pretty good. Yeah. He's in a lot of shows right now, and he still looks really good. I can't, uh, I can't place him looking at these pictures. Yeah. He usually plays a doctor. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that sounds a bit like a debut album. <laughs> Usually a doctor. We did touch on it, and we sh- so I think we should circle back, and that's The Muppets. Mm, the best Christmas movie of all time. Yes. I think most people out there would agree that The Muppet Christmas Carol is one of the best Christmas films ever made. Accurate. It's top notch. And I would say, having watched quite a selection of Christmas Carol films, so, mm-hmm. you know, different takes on it, is probably my favorite and one of the most accurate. Same. Yep. Even with Muppets. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just done so well and so respectfully to the source material mm-hmm. while also making it Muppets. And making it accessible to people who, because let's face it, Dickens is a miserable bastard. Yep. Really is. And yet that makes his story way more accessible, I think. I mean, A Christmas Carol was probably one of the more accessible ones of his work, but still, just, it doesn't have the same, like, dreary feel that you get from, say, like, the George C. Scott version. Yeah. And I get it. It's back when London used to be rather dreary and dark and smoggy, but, like, it doesn't have to... The story kind of transcends time, so it doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. And the acting is all good. The music is fantastic. Great music. And it's just... It's just done so well. And is it right before Frank Oz died? I know it's um I think it was in the last memor- like um, in memoriam, but I can't remember. I thought it was his last his last one. Um and Michael Caine just kicks butt cuz I can't imagine it's super easy to act with a bunch of muppets and he manages <laughs> Frank Oz is still a- is still around. Um you mean Jim Henson, Henson. died? But I thought there Henson. I thought you. Henson died before then. Maybe he died in 1990. The one. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. The one you're thinking of is Muppet Family Christmas. He shows up in that. Ah. Um. He he makes a cameo in it, and it's his last appearance. Yep. He died shortly after. Yes. Yes. And also, just to wrap up the Muppets Christmas Carol, if we're not going to talk about it anymore, must watch the longer version, because if you don't have the song between Belle and Scrooge, it's just not Wait, they took that out? Of a film. Yeah. They never played it in theaters. Wait, is that the one where they're on the bench? Uh-huh. The yeah. Uh-huh. That's like a really pivotal song. Uh-huh. Because that's... It's pretty important. Yeah, that's the whole, like, you know, sort of one of the reasons he hates Christmas. Yep. Nah, we can cut this. <laughs> yeah, they thought it, they thought it was too sad. They thought it was too emotional, so they cut it from the theatrical version. Weird. Weird. Well, that would make it less faithful to the source material then, because that is a big part of the the story. It is very important. Yeah. The Muppet movies are they're like a genre unto themselves almost, mm-hmm. and I think this is the only one for me that actually is if you didn't know it was a Muppets film, it would still be a fantastic film in its own right. It's that good. Mm-hmm. Everything else has a little too much Muppet nostalgia, kitsch, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, that makes it a Muppet film. This one, it's just a straight up film. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yep. So good. Muppet Family Christmas is also quite delicious. Yeah. Say, so if you're really into Muppets and you haven't seen it yet, Muppet Family Christmas. It's got um, a lot of Muppets in it. We got the Sesame Street gang. Fraggle, Fraggle Rock, Rock show up. Um, a couple others that I'm forgetting now. Yeah. 
That's a good one. Been a while since I've seen that one. I'm starting to create a list of things I need to watch. <laughs> That's one of those ones that really makes Christmas for me. I sort of have a few that I have to watch every year. And mm-hmm, Muppet same. Family Christmas is there. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which was usually how mm-hmm. we started Christmas in our house. A Christmas Story, also, and White Christmas. Without any of those. A hot take. I do not like A Christmas Story. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. I kind of don't either. I don't really like the narration, although I recognize it's iconic. Yes. Um... I don't really like the Red Rider story yep. when he's in the imagination zone shooting black part. I don't, I don't know this, the school, uh, scenes where he's getting bullied. It's too, I don't know, like vivid or off putting. I, I, I agree. It's not one of my favorites. For me, it hits that cringy zone. It, it's like, it's a Christmas story with a slightly, not darker feel necessarily, but it's not got that same... It doesn't have the same story flow that you get from a lot of Christmas films. It doesn't have yeah. the same sort of arc, and it doesn't have the noticeably climactic moment. It is more of a Prairie Home Companion type of mental, like approach to things than that very storytelling. But it mean was his life, so yeah, yeah, it's not going to have the same dramatic ups and downs of a Hallmark film. And I guess in some ways it doesn't necessarily have the same happy feel-good moments to the same extent as a result if that makes sense yeah but it does have a lot of iconic lines and references that show up in other films oh absolutely i do not deny its influence on christmas in general especially other christmas movies yeah so listeners, you haven't seen it you should watch it. Yeah. You may not want to watch it more if, than once. If you've ever if you've ever come across a leg lamp reference <laughs> or a Christmas ornament and you haven't seen the Christmas yep. story, that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. I do like the not a not a finger line. That's really good. Yeah. The leg lamp is one of my favorite scenes from that the that movie. Yeah. And we reference the bumpus hounds constantly in our house. <laughs> and the turkey you're going to eat worms. You're going to get, get worms. worms if you eat the raw turkey. <laughs> um, I think my favorite scene in that film is actually, I think it's uh, the younger brother, Randy, is like under the sink in a, in a cabinet and he's terrified that daddy's going to come home and kill Ralphie. And the mom finds him and just gives him a glass of milk and says, do you want to come out? And he's like, no. And she just quietly closes the door so he can just be alone. <laughs> I really like that scene. It's really, like, touching. Like, yeah. I actually really like the way they do this sort of repetitive every day going to and from school when they speed it up and it's, like, moves fast and everyone's voices are really high-pitched. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we were listening to the recording of, um, was it the last episode on, like, chipmunk speed? (laughs) And it created some rather funny moments. Uh, It was very funny. I haven't tried that. Uh, You've mentioned what's probably my favorite Christmas film, which is the National Lampoon Christmas one. Mm -hmm. I think it just encapsulates everything about Christmas. The highs, the lows, the crazy family members, and some of the things that the the crazy family members say, you can quite clearly tell that someone's heard someone like that in real life, and then they've just exaggerated it, because there's stuff in there that hits so close to reality. 
while being absolutely hilarious. I think it's it's just so well written. Yeah. Get make sure you don't get the um the cleaned up version though, because it makes oh, his yeah. rant so less impactful. Oh, it's such a good rant. I saw um someone I think they posted on Instagram or something. One of those social media platforms, and they decorated their Christmas tree with the ball, like Christmas balls, <laughs> decorate, like, with the rant on it, and put it around their tree. That's fantastic. <laughs> just so fa- Growing up when we would get frustrated with him when, you know, family, because you always hear the classic, just be, be nice to them, this is probably their last Christmas. Mm-hmm. And the response in the movie is, you know, keep it up and it will be. And we used to <laughs> say that constantly, but so many of the, the lines, that rant, the it's Christmas and we're all in misery, so many of those lines really do resonate yeah. throughout the holiday, which I think is why we always started off the Christmas break with that. So like the first night of Christmas break would be that movie because we knew we were moving into seeing family a lot from then uh, on out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We usually watch it towards the end of the season. My mom used to like to watch it while she wrapped presents before we were allowed to watch it. But we quote it year round. Mm-hmm. Like the saying grace, the blessing, yes. <laughs> play ball, like came up the other day. It came up during Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was just like, Someone was saying grace, and I just, at the end, was just like, play ball. (laughs) (laughs) The whole table lost it. Yep. And uh, every time it gets cold, I always think of the, uh, you know, (laughs) her eyes are frozen. She'll see it later. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, that that particular scene, the scene at the beginning where they're getting the Christmas tree, um, I think especially hit home for myself and my brothers, because dad and mom, they would... We would tromp out, you know, we would go to the Christmas tree farm to cut down our own tree. But there was, it was like never the right tree. And dad didn't want to go to the front lots because those were the ones that were clearly going to be picked over. So we would go further and further back. And you really would just be walking through basically the forest in the freezing cold to get a tree. And every single time my mother, we'd get, finally find a tree and my mother would ask, do you have a saw? <laughs> We never had to dig it up. Yeah. And the enough room for the angel. I mean, so many of the Christmas tree things, because my parents would always get like the biggest, fullest tree they could find. Yep. My mom uh, got hers already and she was putting it up the other day. And I was like, little foam let us out. I can guarantee. So we've ordered ours um, to uh, be delivered because just being in the center of the city, it can be quite difficult to get. Well, it's. It's been getting progressively easier to get trees, but to get one that's sort of big enough and then having to haul it without a car and all of that, it's really just easier to have it delivered. So we've ordered ours to be delivered and we do have family coming this year. We've ordered it for just a little after they get here. And I can guarantee that those comments will be made while we're putting this tree up because they always are. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, such a such a good movie. And my favorite of all the National Lampoons. Yeah. Yes. And he cuts the null post <laughs> it's off. The null post. <laughs> it's just, it's just that line is so perfect because he's just fed up and he's dressed and he's just <laughs> snapping and he's got a chainsaw in the house, a wobbly thing. And just, that's it. I think Fixed one of the it. things that's always gotten me about that is if you, when you watch it and you look at the actual timeline and how early the families all come to stay with them, yep. it's just, it's no surprise that by Christmas Eve, <laughs> the entire thing just melts down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
I think another one. I also can't look at jello molds. Yes. Me. Yeah. Listeners, that's the <laughs> that's cat true, food yes. jello mold reference from our Thanksgiving episode <laughs> right there. Another one for me that is so iconic, I have to watch it every Christmas is White Christmas. You want to watch the yeah, Danny Dancing Yeah, which is K? part of the rant in National Lampoons. Um, but that one is... Yeah, White Christmas is very good. Yeah. Good music, good dancing, timeless. They just don't write dialogue like they used yeah. to back then. Very quick, witty, back no, and forth. 45 minutes all to myself. Just <laughs> right in there. So good. I like the music in that one, too. Um, but I always forget that, because I'm not a huge like musical person, but I do I do like that one. Um, but there's kind of like a lull in the middle of the film where it gets kind of slow. I feel like the first third and the back third are really good, and that the middle gets a bit slow for me. Oh, uh, where they're sort of focusing more on their stage show than on Christmas itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not quite as... Sharp See, the rest. for me, I do like that section because it's just the music and the dancing that's really classic to that era. Oh, the choreography, dance and song. Oh, I hate <laughs> that though. Oh, that drives me nuts. I like, I like the the theme and the 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 chorus line of they're doing choreography or whatever you want to call that. But the whole thing, oh geez, <laughs> too much for me. <laughs> but I, it's established that I don't like modern art either. So yeah, more of a classics kind of person. Well, speaking of classics, I don't think it can be avoided. I think it's hard to do any sort of topic, like any sort of podcast on Christmas movies without addressing It's a Wonderful Life. However, it is not. (laughs) Judging from that grunt, I think uh, Richard Denham Jack and I are also on the same page. I think all three of us are. (laughs) I love Jimmy Stewart. Oh, okay. But Mm -hmm. I can certainly go without It's a Wonderful Life. I do go yeah. without It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> we'll well, avoid it all We actually watched it, yeah. Um, oh, God, it's been years. I think probably last time I saw it was before uni. Ow. Uh, the best part of that film is, is Jimmy Stewart's voice, <laughs> just because it's yes. nice yes. to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I, I've listened to that man read a book. We have um, James Old Jones reads the Bible. That sounds amazing. To <laughs> my grandmother's house, yeah. <laughs> I just—it's so utterly depressing, and I just—it's there's no warm and fuzzy feelings, and like I guess maybe I was gonna say that maybe I just don't like—I'm fine with depressing movies at Christmas, but maybe I'm not. But that one is just rough. Yeah, I mean, I've oh. heard it argued that it needs to be that depressing for the ending to really resonate, but it's not a time of year I want to watch something. That's going to make me cry. Yep. I don't want to cry at Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Unless it's a laughter. <laughs> That's also a debut album. I don't want to cry at Christmas. <laughs> Our Christmas, ad- a Christmas album. I don't want to cry at Christmas. I would buy that Christmas album. <laughs> yeah, I would too. No tears in my stocking. And even the ending is, eh, I don't know. By the time the ending's hit and the happy bit happens, you know, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I've lost yeah, the will. You've already lost. <laughs> yeah. Lost me by that point. Yeah. And the happy part is so mm-hmm. short compared to the misery beforehand. It's true. They put you through a lot before it's like, everyone's happy. Roll credits. Yep. <laughs> Fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They probably made it and it was dreary all the way to the end. And some exec said, uh, can you uh, can you lighten this up a little bit? Fine. <laughs> Here's your 30 seconds of lightness. <laughs> Pretty sure he is going to jump. <laughs> and oh, the, I know I know she's a, a small girl when she says it and all and recording equipment wasn't that great, but the 
every time the bell rings and Angel gets his wings, oh, when she says that, it's just so grating to my ears. Is that how you feel about all small Her children? Her voice is very high-pitched. It's, <laughs> it's just so high-pitched, yeah. <laughs> I'm not usually one to critique child actors, but for some reason that one doesn't, <laughs> doesn't hit. I feel like it's one of those things that they probably recorded it. She wasn't loud enough and some exec was like, it's the most important line of the movie and shoved a <laughs> microphone right under her face or like re-recorded it afterwards. Yeah. Hard yeah. pass. Well, I'm glad we got through that. Also, the, the fake snow of, of that time, <laughs> the fake snow in movies of that time. Oh, oh I do so love fake, fake snow. <laughs> I, I love the fake snow in those types of movies. Yeah. I just, I find it so funny. It gets a pass because of the, the age at which they yeah. made them, but. Was that when the snow, the snow, the fake snow was filled with some terrible it chemical? It was. I mean, it was for um, a while, actually. Yeah. Until we were kids. I forget which one. They used a lot of chemicals back then. It's quite funny because Covent Garden and I think one other place in London at the moment, they do snow. So, like, every half hour or something. And my immediate reaction is, oh my god, that's terrible because of all the chemicals. But actually, that's been fixed now? Like, that's not a thing anymore. It's just having grown up with that, that's my gut reaction. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I think that we are that way about because of just when we grew yep. up. Well, people from the war generations, you know, they still boil their produce to kill the mm-hmm. bacteria and stuff, even though it's fine now. Pretty like 99% safe nowadays. Well, yeah. unless it's romaine just lettuce. One of those things. Too soon? It's always the romaine. <laughs> Sorry, what happened with the romaine lettuce? One of those bad diseases. Oh, is it like a botulism outbreak or something? Um, I don't think it's botulism. I forget what it was, but I can't remember. Um, I have to look it up, but it happened like twice. It was part of the reason Chipotle had issues. (laughs) Chipotle's had quite a few issues. Is that the only reason? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's more like when is Chipotle not having issues? Not that we're trying to slander any brands. According to medicinenet.com, it's uh, E. coli. There we go. That's it. I love that we've managed to bring up E. coli in a Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your lettuce. Well, the symptoms <laughs> the symptoms for um, if you eat bad romaine lettuce reads like a Pepto-Bismol ad. So. Get Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. The little jingle. So many jingles that we remember. I blame our childhood. It's like playing stuff over and over again. However, I do know a lot of jingles from like the 60s and earlier because of parentals. So I don't think they make jing- commercial jingles as catchy as they used to. No, I don't think so either. Or maybe we're just not as impressionable anymore. Our, our brains have solidified. Also, maybe we're not watching as much TV commercials. I'm waiting for the, sh- the shacket oh, jingle. Jesus. Now you've done it. <laughs> now you've done it. You've said it. It's all your own <laughs> fault for anything that pops up on your phone. Well, I'm doing this. I've got a Google Chrome window open, so that's probably enough. It's probably registering all your audio and <laughs> sending it to the what FBI. Was it the, the Spotify wrapped? I saw something that said uh, Spotify is a tech company that's managed to turn We're Watching You into Isn't This Fun? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they, they really mastered that. Yeah. Also slightly disturbed about the number of minutes that I listened to and the fact that they had to give me a percentage over the rest of the country. Yeah, they did that with, <laughs> that's what we got, minutes and percentage. And 
how many different artists and how many different genres. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I particularly like the one for podcasts where, uh, because obviously I listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. it popped up and it was like, we, we recognize it's okay to feel like your favorite podcast is your family. Yes. And I just lost <laughs> it. I got that as well for this because I actually don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't either. And when it, it has like the basic boilerplate stuff so it's like you know you're a podcast expert and i was like because i listened to like three of them and one of them's my own but <laughs> yep yeah like, you can't even escape family on my favorite listening app <laughs> on a on a slightly more upbeat note uh we haven't yet talked about um the charlie brown christmas oh classic that is classic so that's that's a nice one it's got some kind of melancholy moments but ultimately i think it's it's a pretty upbeat film Mm-hmm. It's a nice quick one too. Yeah. As with most of those. Yeah. Well, and they do a good balance. Like I I think, you know, it's okay to have melancholy in a Christmas film, but you got to balance it out correctly and the peanuts do a great job of that. Yeah. And those the Christmas films that are more of the TV special, that and The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. And I mean the cartoon one, not the Jim Carrey one. I do not like the Jim Carrey one. I'm sorry. Yep. But how the Grinch Stole Christmas is a nice, quick cartoon. And those specials, to me, are childhood Christmas. The the Peanuts mm-hmm. one and, and the Grinch. We found a DVD that had both of those nice. on it. And it was a glorious day. I honestly, I know it's only like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, but I could watch the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, several yep. times. It's just so good. And I think there's uh, probably a... Boris Karloff, the song... Mm, it's on my Christmas A lot playlist. of people who could probably quote that entire movie. Yeah. If you're looking for another great Christmas special cartoon that's not too long, the He-Man She-Ra Christmas crossover special is fantastic. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> you, you, you just need to experience it. It's... It's an event in itself. It's something special. <laughs> where yeah, I don't oh, have my phone on me to check where I can find that, but I feel like I need to. I would tell you now. where to watch it, but we have it on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to make sure we watch that this year. It's been a couple years since we watched it, but it's oh, it's fantastic. It really is. Really you will lesson. you will laugh until you wet yourself. Um, there's also the is it burl ives the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer with the abominable oh yes well Mm. now those are claymation you hate claymation yeah yeah it's about the only one that i don't mind i think maybe because it's so much snow and white is it because they're also like wearing felt and stuff like that they did a much better job of not making it all clay Claymation was a big... Like the Abominable Snowland. He's, yeah, he's like got some sort so of a texture funny. to him. Claymation was big yeah. for Christmas specials when we were kids. I mean, there was the yeah. the California yeah. Raisins Christmas special. I love that one. Because <laughs> it's just a bunch of different Christmas carols. So that was always great. <laughs> and then, what was the other one? The, the history... The, the one about Santa Claus... Why can I not think of uh, it? The Year Without a Santa Claus with the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser? Yes. Classic. Don't think I know that one. I don't love that film, but those 
scenes I could watch repeatedly and do actually look up and watch them separately because I don't like the rest of it. Though Burger Meister Meister Burger is a solid name. It's such a great name. For anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I think I missed this one entirely. It's very claymation-y. Um, but yes, the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser songs, those are also on my Christmas playlist. Really? <laughs> uh-huh. Nice. I mean, and I think most of Rudolph is really good. I have the Island of Misfit toy song really. It's grating. It's like, it's a small world to me. I can't do it. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. There's um, another one that's claymation-y that I don't like. I think it's Blue Christmas. I don't know. And they heavily lean into the Elvis song. That's a great Christmas song, though. Yeah, that song yeah, they held they heavily lean into that. That song <laughs> is really terrible. Good. If you have it on your Christmas list, just take it off now. You take that back. <laughs> Are we doing a Christmas songs episode? I think we have a Christmas songs episode. Okay, then I will hold my hold my tongue on that one. <laughs> one of the ones that we watch every year in my house is The Preacher's Wife. It's one of my mom's favorite because Denzel Washington is in it and she has a major crush on him. Uh, understandably. And Whitney Houston, there's a completely iconic song in it, which the name is escaping me right now, and she completely rocks it. It's a remake of the old-fashioned black-and-white film The Bishop's Wife, and it's so good. So well done. Great cast. Ugh, so cute. So heartwarming. Yeah, that is a good movie. Why is the title so focused on the wife? Is she, like, possessed or something? She's the Um, preacher's wife. Yeah, she's the preacher's wife. So, like, the superintendent's significant other didn't make the cut? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. But it is, it's mostly about her. Like, it's a, and her relationship with her family. Um, because her husband's too work-focused and starts to ignore her. And so an angel comes down and starts to flirt with her and brings the whole family together. It's real cute. Wait, does she end up with the angel or her husband? She does not. She does not. Oh, wait, the one I was thinking of, sorry, was Santa Claus is Coming to mm. Town, which is pre-Year oh. Without a Santa Claus, because it's the one where Santa is born. Right. Yeah, huh. I don't love that one. It's okay. It's a claymation. <laughs> In my head, the Rudolph story and the Abominable Snowman part of the Rudolph story are two separate films. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Wow, there's some terrifying claymation films out there. I looked up Christmas Claymation, and there are some. Oh, God. Little Drummer Boy. That one is horrible. Oh, there's probably a claymation Nutcracker, which I do enjoy the Nutcracker. I just can't. I feel like a claymation would just ruin it. Garfield Christmas. Oh, forgot about Garfield Christmas. That's also on the list of Christmas specials you watch on television as a kid. Yeah, I don't remember that one so much. Yeah, Maybe I was too nice. scarred by the Garfield Halloween episode. There's a Halloween... Okay, I have to look that one up, too. Yeah, it's pretty scary. It's like mummy pirates or something. Sounds like a fun time. And then Garfield's Nine Lives, where not all of his nine lives are happy. So, yeah. That was a bit of a shocker as a kid. That wasn't... That cartoon isn't particularly, like, happy and bouncy. The Nine Lives one. Uh, just Garfield in general. Oh. I've just come across um, IndieWire.com has 
stop motion Christmas specials ranked from appropriately festive to totally effed up. <laughs> and that's a so under article. each one, it talks about the movie and then the festive moment and the what the f moment and the holiday aura. And it's it's great. This breakdown is fantastic. I will try to link this in our like Twitter or something for you listeners because this is very funny. Yeah, please send that to the group. Someone's brilliant. Someone on the marketing team. Somebody really somebody has been spending a lot of time on that. That's great. We've got a couple more recent, and by recent I mean I think early two thousands <laughs> on here. Um. We've got, uh, on our, our list, we've got Elf, The Holiday, and Jingle All the Way. Do you want to talk about those? This one will be hard for me because I have never actually seen Jingle All the Way, and I've never seen Elf. I've never seen Elf either. Whoa! Jingle All the Way I can completely understand missing. But what? You guys didn't let me under a rock? <laughs> it's Will Ferrell. I know. I, and I will, but like, of his movies, this is a less cringy one. And I will say, it's definitely not my favorite Christmas movie. Like, it's one of those ones that I, I kind of watch out of, not like necessity, but like, because Obligation. it's expected. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thank you. Lost the word there for a hot second. Um, but it is, it is a good movie. It's definitely, I would say, one to see at least once. They did a really good job. And yes, the beginning does include Claymation. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah, he when he's traveling to New York, he travels through the candy cane forest um, and has to say goodbye to the snowman. You know, the snowman with the sunglasses from um, who narrates Rudolph. Mm-hmm. He shows I've up. I've seen bits of that like referenced and I got the distinct impression it was to reference all the claymation yes. Christmases. Yes. yes. Yes, because it goes from like whatever, you know, his elf town, whatever workshop to this little tiny bit of claymation just to like do a nod to regular like old fashioned Christmas movies and then into the Holland Tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's like some of the scenes are just so well done. And I, I will admit, like Will Ferrell humor does not always tickle my funny bone, but it's it's a good one. Yeah, a lot of people like it. And it's got Zoe Deschanel in it as a blonde, no less. Ah. She's cute. She's cute as a blonde. She, she's cute in anything. I do know that Elf is one of those ones that ev- a lot of people will list in their top Christmas movies. Yeah. 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 I, I watch it at least once a year. It's, it's not like, you know, The Grinch or Muppets, but um, it's it's... I do watch it. Jingle All the Way is is a good one. It's nice to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in like a role that isn't the Terminator. Well, then may I direct you to True Lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's the best Schwarzenegger film. I guess it's very like kindergarten cop ish. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I-, I like that one because it's got a very kindergarten cop feel, and I like that one. It's a good, it's a good, uh, heartwarming, feel-good movie. I really do like The Holiday, though. The Holiday is good. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's my favorite Jack Black film. I saw an article, and I didn't read the whole thing. It was one of those, like, swiping through news. But apparently there is some dating app or something that is proposing a sort of The Holiday-esque dating setup. 
Uh, are you sure you didn't stumble into a swinger zap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> download, <laughs> download keys in a bowl. <laughs> free to your 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 Android or iPhone, Apple device. Well, okay, that it would be very awkward because in the one, isn't it her brother? So that would not be a swingers. Uh. Look, the joke only works if it's swingers here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like the holiday though. It is a good. It's a it's a good one. No, and it's well done. It's poignant. Mm-hmm. It's like not. It's what I feel like love actually should yeah. be. What's funny is that I don't yeah. think of the holiday as a Christmas yeah. film, even though that is when it takes place. Because for me, it's one of those ones yeah. that you could really watch any time of the year. It's true. I just watch it sometime during the winter. Mm-hmm. I tend to watch it in like, you know, November, December, January, but it's it's just it's so good. It's so cute. That is one of the things with Christmas is that you with the Christmas films, you don't have you've got so many options and a short amount of time to watch them. So I will admit that I will watch yeah. Christmas movies outside of Christmas. But if it's something that's on Hallmark Channel or Netflix, it disappears. Well, and then you have the whole Hallmark trick where all of their fall ones happen before Thanksgiving, but as soon as it hits Thanksgiving, suddenly it's all Christmas. Mm-hmm. So my mom has made it so that it records all the Hallmark movies, and she set it <laughs> back in, like, October, so she could get at least some, some fall, fall ones, ones to still watch fall. at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I... That's forward planning. They switch over much the too fact early. That- so many people kind of count Christmas as ending on the 25th, which is just stupid. The 12 days of Christmas start yeah. on the 25th. So calm down. Chillax, brah. I think a really obscure one. I can't believe I just said that. I have a couple of obscure obscure ones. One that I just put on there because it falls under the cartoons, which is um, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. <laughs> but one that I highly recommend if you're looking for a more of a dark comedy christmas movie and that's scrooged with bill murray Mm -hmm. so if you start to get really fed up with the lovey-dovey hallmark films definitely switch over to scrooged i love bill murray yeah i will watch pretty much anything that he is in i think groundhog day is probably his best holiday film though well yes but that's in february yeah. <laughs> is it even a holiday, really, or just a, a date of interest? Who, like, you don't, like, Punxsutawney celebrates Groundhog Day, but the rest <laughs> of the nation just kind of, it just happens on the car ride on the way to school. It's like, oh, Phil saw his shadow or didn't see his shadow. And that's it. Yeah. No one's ever gotten off of work because of Groundhog Day. Maybe we need to start that. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, that Phil only works <laughs> on Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Only one thing works today, and it's that dang groundhog. Have you been there? Have you have you been to Punxsutawney? I have not. It's a it's a it's a quaint little town. They have many backup replacement fills. Oh, that's creepy. When we when we were there, they were being kept in the public library. We're like on like a, with a clear wall, so you could like see in, kind of like a zoo or aquarium style, in the warmth and everything. Yeah, they're, those are groundhogs who have it easy. They don't have all the responsibility. Live in the high life. They're they're well read groundhogs. <laughs> they're highly lit. <laughs> There's an SMH happening there. Shaking my head. Oh, an SMDH. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm just looking at our list. I think we've covered most. Checking it twice. Christmas Prince, the never-ending series. <laughs> I 
that that's what you wrote. Christmas Prince, the never-ending series. Doesn't end. Do you know how many of them are, there are? They're on the royal baby Yeah, now. no. It's, I've seen that. Yeah. Well, apparently... How many, how many, how many princess switches are they on now? Cause I think that's what our friends were pointing out. How stupid are all their friends to not realize that they keep switching places? Well, they do look alike. <laughs> it's almost like they're the same person. They are the same person. <laughs> oh, they should do um, a mashup film with Lindsay Lohan and Vanessa Hudgens and they just swap places. Even though they don't look alike, but because they're in the Switch films. Or, yeah, do Freaky freaky Christmas. Freaky Christmas. <laughs> I feel like that's a missed opportunity there. A Friday for Christmas? A Friday for Christmas. <laughs> Speaking of, isn't Christmas on um, Saturday this year? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah, we get two replacement bank holidays for Christmas and Boxing Day. Whoop, whoop. So, okay, so how are there three versions of the Switch? I thought with the Switch, they got together in number one. Broke up for number no. two, and then I'm wondering how they get no. number three. It's like Princess Switch, Princess yeah. Switch again, Princess Switch because we're <laughs> bored, Princess. <laughs> okay, so it's Princess Switch, Princess Switch 2 switched again, and Princess Switch 3 romancing the star. Oh, jeez. All right. They don't fall down a waterfall like romancing the stone, then it's a lost opportunity. <laughs> You had brought up Meet Me in St. Louis because you had asked if it is a Christmas film, which I don't count it as a Christmas film, but it does have Judy Garland's famous rendition of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is one mm. of my favorite versions of that song. Only way you could possibly justify it as being a Christmas film, because the thing is, it takes place over a full year. So it takes place, there's like a scene from each season. You could argue that the winter Christmas section, because the winter section is Christmas, and it is sort of the climax of the film. It's the, it's the big pivotal moment for the family when, you know, everything starts to like fall apart and then pull back together so you could argue in a way but i don't think besides the fact that it is the pivotal moment it's the big climax section of the film and it has that famous song i don't think i, I would say it's a christmas film it could be yeah. a category b one i guess category b it's tossing the category <laughs> b there's a there's a pretty major film that we haven't talked about and isn't on any of our lists so we'll Ooh. get comments if we don't at least mention it i think i know which one this is go for it is it Home Alone? It is. Give me a second. Your brother's calling me. What a... T right at the climax of that bit. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> what an... Sorry. Anyways. But yes, Home Alone. Oh! I think I enjoyed it as a child, but not now. It did occur to me that none of us had put it on our list. It's ironically authentic eyewear's favorite Christmas movie. Is it? It is. How does he feel about the sequels? Good question. I don't know if I've ever asked him. Well, if we get if we get him on for the t for a toys episode, we should ask him. Yeah. Yep. I think there's three. Yeah. Oh no, I think there's more than that because then after Macaulay Culkin stopped doing it, they did more. Oh yeah. Well, the research department cannot spell or correctly autofill the world. The word home keeps coming up as hone, as in to hone your skills. Home Alone franchise. <sighs> oh, wow. How many? There was Home Alone, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York, Home Alone 3, 
Home Sweet Home Alone, and then the made-for-television films Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House, and Home Alone, The Holiday Heist. Right. I can't count how many was that. <laughs> <laughs> That's five. More than there should be. <laughs> no. Lord, Six. Six. I think there are parts of it that are that are pretty good. Um, I think I would consider this one a Christmas film. Oh, I would consider it a Christmas um, film. I just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, the, the first search result was, is it a Christmas film? But to me, this one isn't... I guess you might be able to argue it, but to me, this one's pretty squarely in the Christmas camp. I agree. Yeah, I. it's just never been one of my favorites. It's definitely not on my list to see every year. It's that cringy stupidity type of thing. You can't convince me that the parents are so flustered that they don't notice, one, how horrible their other children are. <laughs> And two, that they've left one of them behind. I mean, any parent at least counts how many kids they've got. Which I think actually they do count, and they count one kid wrong or something weird. My parents would at least count three kids periodically just to make sure they still had the right number. Well, I mean, someone we know was left at a <laughs> left at a gas station at one point. <laughs> There's only three of them, so... In fairness, they saw her in the rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my parents used to joke, just grab three blondes. Let's go. <laughs> just grab three blondes, let's go. The other children were so obnoxious and so spoiled, and it just... I feel like the the intention is good, but they don't really portray a very uh, functional, welcoming household you should strive for. No. It's more of like, look how great the physical trappings are, but all these kids are going to need therapy or be in jail later on in life. Possibly both. Also, there's there's case law precedents for arming your house like that to the to, to the degree that it would cause serious physical harm and or death and then you're at yeah. fault so yeah kevin's probably should Pretty be sure there's jail. also case law precedent for leaving a child of that age by themselves for that long mm-hmm. yeah um, i believe that would be considered and neglect. then the wet bandits are just plain old criminals yeah you yeah. can't convince the me shovel that assault shouldn't have died <laughs> during at oh least no a couple of they would have died oh, so yeah. many times however yeah. for as much as i don't like home alone the Google Assistant ad that he did a couple years ago was hilarious. It was so good. I would watch that as a movie. (laughs) Well, grown up Macaulay Culkin, I really like, to be honest. He's very funny. Mm -hmm. And and his brother as well. I really really like Rory Mm -hmm. in his films. I think he steals the show a bit in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, to be honest. (laughs) Accurate. All right. You think we should sign off? I think so. Sure. All right. Well, thanks for walking down the movie rental aisle with us. Please remember to return your films after you're finished with them. And if you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating. And remember to follow us. And for more hipster inspiration, head on over to the blog at hipsterathome.co.uk. Take care now. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Alright, I've started recording. I need an intro, though. Yeah. Expect it to just pop out of the sky? That would be really nice. Is there something we can do that'll do that for us?